Now there's a blast from the past, from the 1960s. I get a bit nostalgic when I hear that. I might have been on a school camp when I, when I first heard Alan Sherman uh, wailing to his parents about his experiences in Hello Mother, Hello Father. That has got nothing to do with the upcoming story, but uh, hope you enjoyed it anyway. Continuing our outdoors theme tonight, Helen Hayes revisits Currajong Retreat on the New South Wales South Coast. It's been so popular with the glamping crowd that they've doubled the accommodation this year from two luxury tents to four. Also popular with guests at the retreat is their flock of Angora goats, especially at feeding time when glampers, like Helen, love to lend a hand. I'm here with Grant Forsdick from Currajong Retreat and Currajong Common and we spoke with Grant on Travel Riders Radio probably a year ago but I'm here again so I thought we would catch up with him. So Grant, how is it going? You've been on the farm, what, six years now and uh, you've got this beautiful herd of Angora goats that you didn't even know you were going to own when you bought the property. (laughs) So you've gone from knowing nothing about Angora goats to a lot. How has the herd changed in the time that you've been here? Well, yes, we're going into our sixth year. Um, we're very happy with the progress. Um, I think we talked about this last year. We started with about 160 animals. Yep. I'm now sitting on just over 400. Um, and we've focused on producing a, a longer, finer fibre. And um, the results of my last shearing have been very, very positive. So we're going down that path quite successfully. And I must admit I'm pretty happy with the progress so far. That's fantastic. So not knowing much about mohair, it's basically, it looks like dreadlocks and it's, um, and that's what goes into those beautiful mohair blankets we all love. So you're um, coming along well in that field. And I think the other thing that you probably wouldn't have expected from the goats is the joy that the guests from your Currajong retreat glamping tents have. Did you expect that the guests would like interacting with the goats as much as they do? We, we always plan to integrate agritourism and ecotourism um, and obviously didn't really quite understand the interests our guests would show in guts, um, especially Angora guts. Um, but it has, it's really blown us away. It, it seems to be a highlight of everyone's trip. Um, and I, I hope it's promoting Angora guts at the same time and mohair. Well, they're such a beautiful animal and you and your beautiful wife, Jenny, have been... De- determined to run the farm holistically so your goats you use um like they follow jenny like she's the pied piper and there's no need for like the motorbikes and the horses and the helicopter mustering they just follow so is that because it's the nature of the angora goats or because of the way the practices you put in place i think firstly you know we work with with the animals um we do have a low stress animal management philosophy um, and Angora goats are smart. Uh, it doesn't take them long to pick up um, on what's, what's happening. And I was taught early on in the piece, if, um, if you can present to a goat an escape, that's the direction they'll go. Also, if you shake a bucket of feed, they'll follow you. <laughs> so it's pretty easy. <laughs> They're just so beautiful and I love how they come up and they just put your put their noses in your hand and look at you and sometimes they want to climb up and have a good look at your face. I just think they're so adorable. <laughs> Must be hard not to fall in love with all of them. Yeah, we've been very happy with, um, you know, the relationship we have with the animals. 
and it does help when when I travel a bit and Jenny's here alone and um, she's got animals that are easy to handle, easy to treat, especially when you need to administer medication. It's a lot easier. Right. So your farm here, let's talk about where it is. It's in Burrigate, which is near Wyndham, which is inland from Pambula. So it's hard to describe, but the land is just so beautiful. What, what drew you to this land in the first place? Um, we, we spent about 10 years visiting the region. Um, and um, when it came for us to make a decision to, to um, move out of Sydney, um, it was a natural place to look. And then we found a, a farm that was, um, a farmer that was prepared to sell. Um, and um, that's where we started. Um, it has always been a, an Angora goat property. So we had the fundamental infrastructure in place. And we've then just taken the, the um, regenerative farming philosophies and, and applied those on, on top of what we really had. So it was, um, it, it, has been a, it has been a lot of work in terms of repositioning of fencing and, and, and that sort of infrastructure. And I suppose we're about 80% there. Hmm. Um, another 12 to 24 months and we'll have things like um, infield shelter to improve the quality of the mahe. And um, I think I've got about another three or four kilometres of fencing to do. So not a lot in the big picture. Yeah. It, it'll have a, a, a massive effect on the quality of mohair and, and the way in which we farm. You mentioned um, regen. That's um, obviously an important philosophy coming into all forms of producing. So how does it, how does it work for you and what, what results have you seen? Well, I have never been a farmer, so I didn't practice extractive farming, as they call it. So, so we started here just with a philosophy of healing the soil and minimising chemical use. And um, following the Savory Institute and Alan Savory's philosophy of um, short intensive grazing periods followed by long recovery periods has been the fundamental. And it's, it's setting up your infrastructure to enable you to have that flexibility. So we've got a combination of, of hardwired fences and, and portable electric fences. So um, that gives me absolute flexibility in terms of the number of animals in a paddock, the amount of grass in the paddock, and we, we work that out on an ongoing basis. And you're also working to improve um, like some of the erosion areas of the property. How, do you, how does that work? So we're using all the reject mohair and also the stable sweepings um, and um, whatever leftover rocks and things and, 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 and logs we can find and to stabilise those erosion ditches. And um, it, it's working well. The, the fibre tends to hold the fine silt and sediment and it starts um, building up pretty quickly. And, and obviously in the last couple of years when we've had a bit of rain around, um, those have held pretty well. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, you obviously shear your beautiful goats. How often do you shear them? So we, we have a philosophy of shearing on length. So it works out at approximately every seven months. Um, and that gives us the best return per kilogram of our fibre. Oh, well, that's, that's pretty good. I was lucky enough to be here for its shearing and I've never seen anything shorn before. So it was fantastic seeing that happen and then seeing... Your, you know, your work and then Jenny's work in sorting, sorting the fleece. It's quite fascinating, the whole science of it. But let's talk about your tourism enterprise here, Kurrajong Retreat. You've got three 
beautiful glamping cabins. I'm hesitant to call them tents. Um, how do you normally describe your amazing tents, villas, suites? That's what they feel like. Well, yes, we we set out with the objective of, of, of establishing a luxury glamping facility. And um, it's all around a tent and that safari feel. So we call them tents. Mm. I know they've got a bathroom and they've got a deck and they've got a bath on the deck and a little bit more luxurious than you'd have in the a lot more luxurious camping weekend. That's <laughs> fantastic. I mean, they're, they're such high quality. I, I love the wood-burning fireplace in there because it is, you know, coming out of winter, it's still a bit chilly. And, you know, sitting on the lounge, you've, got, you've thought of everything. There's every little attention to detail that makes the stay here for the guest absolutely amazing. And I was reading your guest book. Every single comment talks about the amazing service that you and Jenny and Lara provide. So it's congratulations because that's not easy. I mean, a lot of people might not even bother writing in the guest book, but here they all have such a great time. They can't help but. And I suppose you've got a lot of repeat business. Yes, it's a, the last two years have been a little bit um, um, abnormal with <laughs> COVID on and off. And uh, so it's, I, I'm hoping that this, this year is going to be um, representative of a normal year and then we can start benchmarking. But we, you know, we typically expect um, uh, a reduction in visitation during the, the cold winter months. But certainly now it's picking up um, very nicely going into Christmas. Um, and, and, yeah, I'm very lucky. You know, you talk about the, the attention to detail. I'm very lucky to have um, a daughter, Lara, and, and my wife, Jenny, who are really across the detail. Well, so, I mean, Lara, she's an incredible artist. So I'm in the eucalypt cabin. She's got a painting that she's done behind the queen-size beautiful bed. And she's just, she's got such an eye for things. And it's just beautiful the way all the tents are done. I must say, she's really done an incredible, incredible job. But you've got a bit of news. You've got two new tents coming. And what are they going to be like? Yes, we've got um, the final two tents. Um, the the deck, steel deck structure is up. And um, building will commence uh, in earnest the first week in, um, in October. Um, September, we're going to finish the services in terms of um, the plumbing and, and electrical. Um, and the difference between these and the, the original three is they, the tents are a bit wider, about half a metre wider, and the bathrooms are larger to, to allow us to meet accessibility standards. And that's going to be very exciting for us because that's a... A new market. Uh, it's a growing market. Well, I mean, how fantastic for for people with disabilities to be able to come here and enjoy this location where there wouldn't be many places they could come and do that. So, and they'll have that beautiful luxury experience that I've had and all your guests have had. Now, we wanted to just talk about kidding season coming up because that's when all the babies come and it's just such a highlight for everybody, including the guests. And um, so tell us a bit about kidding season and, and how the guests can get involved if they want. Now, kidding season this year is planned for six weeks beginning first week in October. Um, and the, the does are quite advanced already and uh, we're moving them into, into their um, final stage of preparation today. And um, we can expect around about 200 kids 
um, on the ground in, in six weeks. Wow. So it's going to be a busy period. <laughs> um, the guests have always loved um, kidding season because there's never a dull moment. Um, you can turn your back and then five minutes later there's a kid appears. And then there's bringing them all in in the evenings and counting that they're all matching up and there are no kids lost in the paddock. Yeah. Um, always something for the guests to come Well, not all in. the mothers have milk, so that's when the guests can come in um, and actually help bottle feed the babies, which I have to say is such a wonderful experience. I've been lucky enough to experience that. So basically it's up to the guests if they want to, but they must really love bottle feeding the kids. It is a highlight, absolute highlight. And, and and we can do with the extra hands. Yes. Well, sometimes I know Jenny has to get up and yourself, you know, and bottle feed every, what is it, what's the every hour or what, every two no, hours? No, we, 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 we're down to three times a day. Oh, okay. We've been with the new yeah. babies. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I wish I was going to be here then. But thank you so much for talking to us. You've done such a wonderful job. And anyone listening, if you really want a beautiful, relaxing experience, come to Courageong Retreat. The website's com. Look it up and, honestly, you will not want to leave when you come. So thanks very much, Grant. Thanks, Helen, and always good to have you around. Helen Hayes there speaking with owner Grant Forstick at Karajong Retreat.